Shkalim per Gimel Mishnah base three two, and now we discuss the actual taking of the sample of coins from the chamber where they're kept. So the Mishnah says, "Beshalosh kupos shel shalosh shalosh sein tarmenes alishka." They use three separate baskets or containers, boxes, and in each container there was the capacity to hold three saa of volume, and they would do that three times a year. So that means that you have a saw in my share, I like to always say, is like a six-pack of two-liter bottles, 12 liters. So that means they had three baskets. Each basket was three times that amount. So let's say 36 liters, roughly 10 gallons. And he took three of them. So they're taking a total of like, say, 108 liters of silver coins, something like 30 gallons of silver coins, which is a tremendous amount of silver. In weight, you're talking about something that is around 100 kilos Excuse me, uh, excuse me, about a thousand kilos or so. So you're talking like a, a a ton, literal ton of silver, worth in today's dollars, probably close to a million dollars, in each of the three takings, and shekels. I'm getting roughly close to a million. Excuse me, three million shekels. So an incredible amount of coins are taken each time. Uksubehen, and it's written on each of the three containers. Aleph. Base Gimel, the Hebrew letters Aleph Base Gimel, and the idea is that they would actually make an effort to use the contents of the first container labeled Aleph first, and then go to the second labeled Base, and the third labeled Gimel. The reason why we have this sort of like this threefold, three times a year, three baskets, each basket three saw, is because it's a pasuk in Nehemiah, it's in Perak Yud pasuk Lamed Gimel, which is talking about the giving of Shkalim to the. In the time of the Chem, the beginning of Baisheni, and there, there's an extra word shlishes. It says, "Vehemidanu aleinu mitzvahs l'ses aleinu shlishes hashekel." They put on us to give this this third of a coin, and this third is considered mutar extra. B'shanah la'avodas beis elkenu for the year for the service of our God. So the shlishes, the reference to the third, is taken by the rabbis to indicate it should be done in like a three-part way, as I just described. Okay, so Tanakama held that the three baskets were labeled Aleph based Gimel. Rabbi Yishmol Amer Yavanis Ksubehen. Rabbi Yishmol says no, the baskets, the boxes were actually labeled um, in Greek, ancient Greek, with the letters Alpha, Beta, Gamla, which are as Alpha, Beta, and, and Gamma, the first three letters of the Greek alphabet. According to Rabbi Yishmol, this was done to fulfill the Pusik that um, is back in Bereshus, Perk Tes, Pusik Chazain, which says, which Chazal understand to reference the fact that the Yefes, the most beautiful aspect of the language of the descendants of Yefes, that was one of Noah's three children, is the the Greek language, and that should be Yishkon Bole Shem, that should dwell in the tents of shame, um, from whom the Jewish people are descended. So it's understood that there should be a place in the Ohel and the Beis Hamikdash, if you will, of of the Jewish people, um, a feature that includes the most beautiful aspect of shame, excuse me, of of uh, Yefet's culture, which is the Greek language. So that will be a place for it using the three, the Greek Greek characters. Um, in fact, the halacha is not like that, so we say Aleph Beis Gimel in Hebrew. Okay, now the person who's going in, the Torah, the guy who's taking those coins out. So he has to make sure that he, when he goes in, his clothing 
has no place to conceal coins, so people shouldn't suspect he's stealing. So it can't be that it has like hems in the clothing or linings in the clothing or pockets in the clothing, etc. Vloba min'al, vloba sandal. He can't wear shoes. Min'al, a shoe that's made of like kind of soft leather as opposed to a sandal. It's a sandal with hard leather at the bottom. Bit of a question in as much as there's an isser to wear shoes on the Harabayas. And therefore, it's no, not conceivable to be wearing it anyways. Um, but uh, either it's saying to tell you the lesson, or perhaps, let's say, it's one like slippers that are made out of cloth, etc., that are, they're referring to them as minel and sandal. The point is, they shouldn't have a place to conceal any coins. Vloba tzfilin, vloba kamiya. He can't wear a tzfilin or a kamiya. Kamiya is like a, an amulet, so that can be shaped like, like a leather pouch, etc. Tzfilin, you know what tzfilin look like? The Chiddush here is we're saying he takes off his tefillin. Now, in the time of the Mikdash, people would wear tefillin all day. Um, but here we're saying he takes off his tefillin, again, so people shouldn't suspect he's hiding inside a tefillin box any of these coins. Because why? Shema Ya'ani, maybe, and this is really an insight into human nature. It's not that right away people start pointing fingers. Of course, he didn't steal anything, right? But then, later on, lest he become poor... And then, the people will start murmuring. They'll say, you know why he got poor? Because he must have stolen from the temple treasury. Or go, go, go the other way. Maybe he's going to become rich over the course of the next year. Yeah, you know why he got rich? Because he must have pilfered some money from the temple treasury. And therefore, he has to go in a way that is totally um, above board and above reproach and above suspicion. The Mishnah says an important principle for life in general, which is this person, like all people, need to act in such a way that he is not just clean and clear in the eyes of heaven, but also similarly that people down here on planet Earth don't suspect them of anything improper. Shinem, as the Pasuk says, That's a Pasuk that is taken from when Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to um, the tribes of, of uh, Reuven and God that they wanted to stay, but they didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael, they wanted to keep as their portion the Transjordan area. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, listen, you're not going to keep that until first you go and help your brethren conquer the land of Israel. And um, so people shouldn't think they just didn't want to go because you were scared or afraid, didn't want to participate. So the point is here that the Pasuk refers to being naki, free of suspicion, mehashem, both from God, umi Yisrael, and in the eyes of your fellow Jew. Putting those like back to back, you see that it's important not just to be what Hashem thinks of you, but also what people think of you as well. Va'omer, and we bring a second Pasuk. This is the Pasuk from Mishlei. Pasuk says, Umtzachein v'seichel tov be'ene Elohim v'adam. A person has to um, find chein v'seichel tov. He has to have... Um, he has to he has to be in the good graces and with proper you know respect and attitude towards um him elokim in the eyes of God and also the Adam and also in the eyes of fellow man. This passage is coming to add that Visim Nikiam, the previous passage just says don't do anything that, that you know would make you be look suspicious, that they should suspect you of something. But the second puzzle here telling you to be motzi chen tov means actually you have to go to a way to make sure that people think positively and kindly of you, just as Hashem, you want Hashem to think positively and kindly of you. So, therefore, that's just, that's in addition to the basic din, that he can't go in in a way that he looks suspicious. Anyway, this is a general principle 
in Kol Torah Kula, and the way a Jew should live his life. I always get the question, I'm now on a soapbox for a minute, what, if this bothers people, they say, listen, there's a mitzvah to don l'chav schus, why is it my responsibility to go above and beyond and make sure that no one suspects me doing something wrong, I'm doing nothing wrong, I know, I know I'm doing nothing wrong, Hashem knows I'm doing nothing wrong, why do I have to, you know, go out of my way to inconvenience myself in whatever scenario it is, so people shouldn't suspect that I'm doing something wrong, they have a mitzvah not to suspect me. The answer is, it's true there's a mitzvah on the observer to don l'chav schus, but there's also a mitzvah, you see right here, on every special Jew to ensure peace and harmony amongst his community and the Jewish people, and therefore not do things that make people raise their eyebrows and be suspicious. And at that end, the Yushalmi also adds there were other things that they did to ensure nothing untoward happened inside that lishka, in the, the chamber when he was taking the coins. So, for example, they would the guards outside would talk to him the whole time, so they knew that he wasn't putting money in his mouth and swallowing it or hiding it in his mouth, and they would sort of check the nap of his clothing as he came out, so again, so there's nothing hiding hidden inside his clothing, etc., and uh, the Ramam also poskins that a person, the person they choose to be the one to take the truma um, shouldn't be someone who's just impoverished and poor and therefore have sort of incentive to take money, or someone who's known to be a, a rodef mamon, someone who's especially, you know, avaricious, kind of greedy, and, and that kind of person, of course, is the wrong choice for a functionary to be working with huge amounts of money on behalf of the tzibar.